Lucky Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. Happy New Year, Chris. Oh, and I'm Chris. I wanted to say <laughs> Happy New Year. I beat you to it. Oh, woo. Insert uh, festive horns. Confetti. And... and um, the ball dropping sounds. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, wow. It, it is New Year's Day itself. A fresh start. I hope you uh, had a healthy New Year's Eve. It's never healthy. It's There's a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are having some more food and more cookies and, you know, happy season three as well yes we happy have much season three to celebrate so much to celebrate and we are celebrating with another new york times recipe yes it came to us during cookie week which was a week in back in december when they were sending us a new recipe every day for a week for, right you could sign cookies. up and yeah. you turn me on to that and they would send us a cookie recipe and i have them all in my recipe box and i am ready to make some of them and some i want to ignore like the matcha cookie <laughs> but this was a technicolor shortbread it's cookie. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. Oh, the, just, the colors swirled all over the, the rectangle of shortbread. This cookie is worth joining our Facebook page for, following our Facebook page, Cookie Lab Pod Facebook page, because the picture of them is spectacular. So spectacular. And I'm hoping the taste will be too, because as you know, I love, I'm a super fan of shortbread. I would choose it any day. When I was making these, my family said, why are you making these cookies? You don't like shortbread. <laughs> but you couldn't resist those beautiful colors. I couldn't. And this is not just regular shortbread. How so? How, what what do you mean? Well, what do you usually put into shortbread? Butter, mm -hmm. sugar, mm -hmm. flour. Yes. And they're tasteless no. and dry <laughs> and icky. No. This has ground cinnamon, oh, ground it's ginger. Up. Oh, going and a along nod with to our ginger palooza. Ginger palooza, ground cardamom. Oh, wow. And freshly grated orange zest yum this is gonna be both a visual and taste explosion i was so excited that potentially there is a shortbread that i will enjoy if all it needed was some spices then we could have solved this problem long ago oh, maybe and then it is covered in a technicolor royal icing yeah it's got blue pink yellow and green yeah. It's it's a party on a plate. And so what you do is you make five different bowls okay. of icing. Yeah. Of royal icing. And you add color to each one. Yeah. Except for one. So there's a white bowl. This sounds so far like the cookie decorating extravaganza that we do with our extended family. And then you take another bowl. Mm-hmm. And you spoon in some of the white. And then you spoon in some of the next color that you want. So that... It forms a line, and then you do another color, and another color, and another color. There is a video on the New York Times website of how to do this cookie. So you end up with a rainbow in your bowl. I have seen some things, some videos on the internet 
but they make the video so long yeah that you just like was, turn into a skeleton while you're waiting okay and then you pour to see the amazing that rainbow yeah, the rainbow over your cookie i want like a compilation video of just the final like five seconds of all those rainbow videos that i've tried to watch the new york times does a good job you okay. can you fast forward through the baking of the shortbread to <laughs> just are you just do you sit there and like watch the oven for like 10 minutes no 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 no, no it's very good okay and so I did that and some turned out a mess and some turned out great. And uh, I volunteered to eat the messy ones. I mean, I'm assuming they're going to taste as good as they look. Let's. Let's find out. First, I have a little history for you. Oh, okay. Royal icing. Yes. <laughs> Didn't we talk about it? I don't think so. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. You'll have to be, I, my mind is a blank. It has to do with. This was brand new sugar? information for me. Yeah. It is Condensed confectionery milk? sugar. No. Uh, it is confectionery sugar. Evaporated milk. Um, nope. No. Just just milk. Milk and sugar. And meringue powder. Okay. We'll yeah. talk about the meringue powder. No, we later. did. We talked because you were worried about. I didn't make the royal. Yeah, because you were I worried about like salmonella. Because I didn't have the meringue powder. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now you've done it. You've done now royal done icing. It. Tell me yeah. all. So the Oxford English Dictionary, OED for short, gives the first mention of royal icing as Borella's Court and County Confectioner in 1770. Okay. That's how long it's been around. The term was well established by the 19th century, although William Jarin, 1827, still felt he needed to explain that the term was used by confectioners. So presumably, it was not yet in the common use among mere mortal cooks. It or was amateurs. kind of an industry term. Yeah, like all those secret things that you learn at the Sorbonne. Yeah, like sous vide. Yeah, or whipping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it developed at some stage in the early 18th century replacing earlier styles of icing, which generally involved making a meringue-like concoction that was then dried out in an oven. Elizabeth Raffald, 1769, is generally credited with the addition of a layer of marzipan between it and the cake beneath it, piping the royal icing on top of the marzipan so it wouldn't get the cake wet. Okay. There is a myth that it was named Royal after it gained widespread publicity when images of Victoria and Albert's bride cake, the wedding cake, were circulated because it had royal icing on it. I want to see the cake. I'm going to look it up while you talk. Okay. But this is untrue. Oh, okay. But so I still want to see. No, I still okay. want to. Not least because the real boost came when images of their eldest daughter's wedding cake were published in papers such as the Illustrated London News, which was not founded until 1842, by which time the name had been in use for over 80 years. So, did you find Queen Victoria's wedding cake? I did, and apparently it weighed 300 pounds. Really? And it's topped by Britannia, a female personification of Great Britain blessing mm -hmm. the bride and groom. And it's fabulous, and I love it. And the swags on it remind me of my wedding invitation, which was like white on white, and it's just fabulous. Look it up, everybody. But it has nothing to do with royal icing. Go on. Huh. So that's my history lesson. Uh-huh. It was... 
used by chefs and pastry people. I don't um, think those folks imagined the 1770s. What was going to happen next? Because this cookie is would blow their minds, even just visually. Yeah, yeah. When, now, would when you like can to we taste eat it? it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's bite in. Okay, it's it's surprisingly light. Shortbread is usually a bit of a brick, right? But this is light in the hand. I'm glad you think that. It's multicolored. It smells. It smells kind of definitely spicy. Yeah. Oh, has such a great tooth feel. It is not dry and crumbly Mm -mm. like that horrible box of Lorna Dunes. (laughs) No. It has the sweet icing. The palate on the tongue matches the exciting. Rainbow topping. I oh, feel like good. I'm tasting, you know, ma- many different things. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because you've got a little bit of the spice. You've got the orange flavor. You've got so delicate the sweetness of the surprisingly delicate. From when you look at it, you think it's just going to be like. And it was generally not easy to make. It, you just made the dough. You rolled it out onto a between two pieces of parchment paper, and then put it onto the baking pan and baked it. You take the parchment paper off before you bake it or no? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, and you slice it before you bake it. Oh, slice it before you bake it? Okay. It's a very satisfying cookie. Interesting way to start the new year. Oh, really? So many possibilities. What do you mean? It's just a reminder that that life has so many different things going on, but you can fit them all in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a great year. I'm wondering if you have any scientific knowledge to impart. Well, in the past, we've talked about my lack of meringue powder. Yeah. So I wondered, what is meringue powder? It's like egg whites that have been whipped up and dried. Pasteurized egg whites. Right, right. That's the key. There's also sugar in it. Yeah. And sometimes other ingredients, such as cornstarch or some type of gum. (laughs) (laughs) Like trident gum? Bubble gum. Yeah. No, I think like a xanthan gum. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Yeah. A culinary gum. And since it's pasteurized, it does not contain any of those potential sources of foodborne illness we've talked about before. That I'm not worried about. That you're not worried about, but I won't make. <laughs> when it's moistened, the cornstarch and gum help the meringue bind together, creating a passable substitute for fresh, raw egg whites. And when did they figure that out? Oh, I don't know. I didn't look into the history of meringue It's powder. been around for a while, no? I just bought it. Okay. Mine's very fresh. <laughs> okay, good. I didn't want it to be, you know... 300-year-old meringue powder. Yeah. Interestingly, this powder does not actually make very good meringue. Like if you wanted to make meringues. Yeah. For you can't just add water to the meringue instant powder. Instant meringues, no. No, it adds a little bit of mesh to the royal icing so that it's shiny and it stays shiny and it hardens because as we know regular icing doesn't necessarily harden like royal icing right we i could stack these cookies on top of each other and never worry about them sticking together right and yet they're still a little bit shiny my ours is more a pastel um 
like um, like it's it's a little matte matte yes but also um, it has a sheen it has a and the reason that it doesn't make very good meringue is because the stabilizers like cornstarch are grainy mm-hmm. and you don't want any impurities in your meringue i mean it's so funny that you say that because cornstarch is so the powder is so fine and smooth and silky that we put it in it in things that are grainy to make them less grainy but if you're talking about egg whites it is like little sand pebbles <laughs> grain <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's a little bit of science about the meringue powder you can make this with eggs with an actual meringue mm-hmm. even pasteurized eggs should you be so inclined we recommend that you use pasteurized you, eggs. you recommend that yeah. yeah as uh my attorneys tell me that i must the cookie lab attorneys cookie lab cookie lab and cookie lab <laughs> so a good start to a new year here's to a good new year for you and all of our listeners jill and keep your paws off of my technicolor shortbread i love it i'm (laughs) I'm trying to remember the new tagline that you came up with last week that would that i could counter with but it's escaped me Mm, pillows of knowledge will will see us into the future <laughs> i don't think that's what it was but i like it <laughs> we'll see you next week with more ginger palooza that's right it keeps on I'm coming cookie lab bye bye it's cookie lab 